Hi, welcome to another Power Blast podcast. In this episode, I have a great Beachbody Super Trainer, Joel Freeman, on here. He has so many tips. Really, really excited. Stay tuned. Hey there, my friend, Perry Tinsley here, creator of the Power Blast podcast, The Power of Possibility, Passion, and Purpose, and I'm so excited for an interview with Joel Freeman, Beachbody Super Trainer and um, just an all-around great guy. You might be following him on his Instagram at Joel Freeman Fitness, and just I'm so excited to get in here because the, the, the tips that he shares are golden, especially if you're someone that's just starting out or questioning whether uh, weight training is is for you, especially as you you get older or you're just beginning your fitness journey or just looking to lean out or even if you're a runner. He he tackles a lot of these great questions here and also shares his story on how he got into the fitness world and became a super trainer. So let's get to it. Hey there, Joel Freeman is on the Power Last podcast, the power of possibility, passion and purpose. Welcome, Joel. Glad to have you on here, buddy. Hey, Perry. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, I love it. And uh, I love being on podcasts. This is fun. It's it's fun for me. It's not normal, but I like it. Wow, that's used cool. to the coach calls and stuff. So this is cool. Well, hopefully it'll, be, it'll bring value. Get people a little peek inside what it is that you do uh, other than, you know, following you on Instagram everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much... I, well, this is going to be a short podcast because that's it, man. That's all I... I mean, I, I post what I do and, and there's not much more to it. So... But I, we'll we'll come up with something, I'm sure. Yeah. At Joel Freeman Fitness is on yep. is is the Instagram one. Well, very very cool. So I l- would love to hear a story. I mean, I I don't know that I know all of it. I know when you came onto the scene with um, Beachbody stuff with uh, Les Mills Pump, and I think yeah. people always remembered the dirty chest. You know, with the with the chest presses and stuff. I think that was like a right. that was like a hashtag forever. Um, was. <laughs> and, that was, uh, and most people have no idea what it meant. I didn't even know what it meant when I said it. Like, I go back and watch those videos. I mean, like, I haven't seen it in a long time either, but, like, I remember when that first came out and then, like, the hashtags. That was also right when hashtags kind of first started yeah. becoming popular. Um, and I just remember someone, like, that That hashtag started popping around up in, into the social media world, and I, like, was like, what the hell is this? And so I went back and then realized what it was coming off of and then was watching it. I was like, dirty chest what the hell is dirty chest and then like didn't even know why i said it it was just one of those random while you're filming sounded good at the time and then you go back and watch yourself later and you're like what was wrong with me so um but yeah a lot of people i mean especially in the, in the new coaching world too people don't even know what Les Mills pump is because it's not even available anymore no no it's it's not a but Phenomenal program and stuff. So, what, what's your what's your story? Not even the beach party stuff. How did you get into the fitness stuff? Have you always been in there and growing up in Southern California, that type of stuff? Or? No, man, I've been all over the place. Um, so, I grew up actually in West Texas and um, small town in West Texas with my mom out there. And but originally from Southern California, all my family lives out here except for my mom who lives in Texas. And uh, so, went back and forth. My dad lives here, my mom lives there, and so you know, went back and forth over the years. And and then uh, uh, growing up, most of my life though in West Texas, graduated high school, uh, and then went to Texas Tech for a few years uh, up in Lubbock, Texas. And just yeah, and I had I didn't I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't have any. I wasn't tied to anything. I changed my major like every semester because I just wasn't feeling anything. Uh, I was bartending. I was doing at night. I was doing. I was building houses during the day, doing construction and. Um, 
and just having a good time in college, man. I was living the college life and, uh, which like, but the college life that's not productive, like I didn't go to class sort of thing. I just did all the other stuff. Um, and there, yeah, I just didn't have any ties to it. I didn't have any, excuse me, I didn't have any passion. Wasn't, didn't have any career in mind. And then, um, you can, you know, you can bartend at 18, starting at 18 in, in Texas. You could have been, I don't know if you still can, but, uh, so I was having a great time doing that, especially, I mean, like 19 years old and you're bartending, like that's awesome. And, um, having fun. And then, uh, later on, um, at 19, later in that year, I was just like, I need a different job. Like the, the construction during the day, I wasn't really enjoying that and uh, just need more money. So I actually took a job at a front desk position at a gym. And that was, that was my first gym job was the front desk. It was a 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. shift. It was the graveyard shift. Mm. And uh, so you can imagine, you see some interesting things slash people, people who work out at 3 a.m. Um, there were a lot? Or, are, are, there's are not some a lot, people? but they're, the ones that do are interesting. Um, so, you know, we'd have the diehards and the, 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 the gym was across the street from a hospital. So, you know, we always had a lot of doctors and, and nurses come in, but not all of them were doctors and nurses. So it was interesting. You know, you had like the hardcore people. And so, so it was just, it was a very quick learning experience. Um, and especially because it was that shift, I had to know how to do everything. Usually when you work the front desk, your, your job requirements are about this big. But as, uh, since I was the only one there at night, I had to learn how to do everything. So I learned how to fix equipment. I learned how to, um, sell memberships and everything. So it was really a, it was a crash course in working in a gym very quickly. And then it just kind of morphed from there. It started to evolve from there, uh, became the morning manager and then became the sales manager. And it just was one of those things that I was, I've always been good at talking with people, uh, and creating conversation and getting to know people. So, uh, having, doing memberships and everything was just really easy for me. Uh, and I was good at it. The business side of it wasn't into the health aspect of it. I mean, I would sell a gym membership and then go smoke a cigarette on my break. Um, <laughs> and then come back and, and there you go. So it was, it was interesting from that standpoint, but, um, and then, a couple years in, or about a year into that, I moved up to Washington State and uh, got out of Texas. I was ready to leave and moved, met a girl and moved up to Washington. You know, that, that old chestnut uh, followed the girl up there and then that didn't work out. But I stayed up there. And long story short, up there, I was, uh, I was in Washington State in Olympia, Washington for eight years. And just it just kept snowballing from there on the business side of it. And then worked for the Washington State Department of Health for four years. Um, helped create some, some really cool programming there, but I was always into group exercise and, um, that's where I had started teaching Les Mills classes, body pump, body combat, uh, all those programs and in Washington and through that met all the people, uh, you know, national trainers and whatnot. And that's how I ended up going into, you know, working in the photo aspect of it, doing all the photo shoots with Les Mills and stuff. And we were in Auckland, New Zealand with their base out of working there. That's when they were casting for Les Mills pump. Didn't even know it, just happened to be there, got casted for that. So it just seriously just kept going and going in. And a lot of it was the right place at the right time, I'll be honest with you. Um, and just kept, you know, always having those conversations. So I always tell people, it's like, just continue to have conversations. Don't be afraid to talk to people about opportunities because you never know where it comes out of uh, or what could come of it. And then through all those connections that I made, uh, late 2011, I got a text uh, when I was living up in Washington saying, hey, are you interested in taking a uh, group X director position in, in L.A.? I'm like, I'd love to come back to L.A. And came down, did the interview, and was uh, moved down here in two weeks. 
from then. Just whatever didn't fit in my car, I sold it. I gave it away, and it was time to start fresh. And so in 2000, late 2011, I moved down back down to L.A. and worked for Gold's Gym for a while. And then at the same time, I was always having conversations with Beachbody. We were help, I was helping develop the Beachbody Live formats. P90X Live was one of the first uh, uh, – the Gold's Gyms I worked at, we – Two of them, excuse me, two of the gyms, we were, we were the first ones to trial that years ago uh, before it was anybody even knew that it was coming. So um, it was just always in the office, always chatting. And then just randomly one day I got a call from Carl and saying, hey, um, what do you think about coming over and, and creating an uh, MMA program, which later became Core to Force, uh, and having Jericho come. And we were like, what the hell? Let's do it. And then, you know, pretty much then the rest is history from there. I think everybody knows the rest of the story at that point. Wow. That is so cool. You hit on a few things. I think, yeah, I mean, I, I think being open to different opportunities and having those conversations, um, I can relate on many levels with that. I can relate to the college scene, too. Uh, but, um, yeah, right. wow, that's, that's that's pretty remarkable how that's, how that's going. I'm excited to see where things snowball for you in the future but given <laughs> given your history um that's really cool you, so you talked about i mean a, a little bit about being able to connect with people and stuff in the, in the group group fitness world you and jericho really really connect super well in any just about anything you do um and but did that did that stem from like less mills training or is it just something that just naturally just kept evolving your skills or how, I mean, you, you just really, and you connect with people, even the people on set, um, when, yeah. when you're going through lift yeah. and stuff. Yeah. You know, a lot of that comes from, yeah, it definitely look less mills is one of the, is, is one of the, if not the best group exercise companies in the world. Um, they've been doing this for years and they, they excel at it and, and yeah. their training uh, and the way they train their instructors and the way they continue to upskill their instructors is still top notch. It's still one of the best in the world. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of where I learned how to, it's one thing to have the personality traits to be a group exercise instructor. Um, you know, and that definitely is one of the benefits or one of the traits that Jericho and I, I, that's where our experience comes from is the ability to connect with people is because we've been for 10 years, uh, before we came into this world of beach body, we were teaching group exercise. And, and so we got used to that feeling versus uh, a lot of times coming into this world, it's more of like a one-on-one, a lot of personal training. Then you have to teach to big groups of uh, people and that doesn't always translate. So for us, it was a little bit easier to take, go from a big group of people into a smaller group of people. Um, so yeah, a lot of it comes from just the having the personality traits and the charisma. I think you, I think there has to be a level of charisma and confidence to go out there and, and, uh, the ability to wow a crowd and try to draw them in, uh, to not feel that you're, you know, you're speaking at them, you're speaking to them and, and directly at them and make that one person in the back of the room feel like they're still a part of it. Um, that takes, that takes practice. And, you know, we did that for a very long time and, uh, that definitely helped. And then, you know, we got some amazing training from Les Mills and, and they still do it. And, and I'm very appreciative of all the, the trains that I got and all the instruction I got. And then, and then it's now, taking it to the next level in um, which can be a challenge of trying to get that across this way, just through a camera uh, into the home world. So that's been challenging. We've learned a lot from doing the way you know we did it with Les Mills Pump, not as much because that was still a bigger thing ensemble cast and we still had a, a live workout audience and when we filmed that. But uh, when we did Court of Force, that was a big learning experience for both Jericho and I. It was almost like a crash course in home video. Uh, and it was also right in the middle of the transitions where we were still doing dvds so we were tied to disc space 
there's, it, you know, they were still talking about an infomercial and this and that. And then now moving forward. So like live four was even, a, it, I took all the stuff that I learned from everything that I had done, I had done and all the barriers and this and that, and then you'll know, really put it into live four. And I think, uh, I think the program, uh, speaks for itself and, in, in all those learnings and, and the successes that was, that come with it. Yeah. That's, it, it was very refreshing with lift four. Um, at least from my perspective, because it, I, and the groups that I'm that I'm a part of and, and have led, with, I mean, just the ten reps. I mean, that's that's just kind of a nice, solid, comforting rep count to go. You can you can get to ten and the four days and and the rest and the, just how it's customizable. Um, was that your brainchild? Or was that Carl's? Uh, who, who? How did you guys do that? Yeah. <laughs> So that was, that was definitely, um, uh, it was a couple of things. Number one, it was a, it was, I, I, I definitely call it my passion project. Um, it's the, it, you know, it's, it, it was one of those things that, like if I could create my, my ultimate dream program, what would it look like? And, and this is it, Live 4 is it. Um, so it was always something I had in the back of my mind of what I wanted to create. If I was to create a solo program, um, it was part of a lot of conversations that Carl and I had leading into this project, um, years before, uh, I mean, you know, lifting, if you know, that, if not a lot of people know about it, but on my on beach body on demand under trainer exclusives, I have a lift and hit, which is a 20 minute or like a 20, it's like 17 minute uh, express full body workout that, and we filmed that a year before I even started working on lift for That was the test. That was a tester. That was a, um, that's how far back it goes. We were like, like, let's see what people think of this. And that was also an opportunity to do. That was also, we were filming the first time, uh, doing a live filming before, you know, all the, you know, Sean week and week of hard labor and everything came out. So that was what that was. So, um, yeah. And, and the, so the cool thing was Carl was on the exact same page as I was with, with all of it of, you know, of wanting to create something that was, um, a little outside the box in, in terms of, uh, of weekly, Rec- uh, weekly requirements, you know, usually we, we create a five, six, seven day a week program and, um, you know, for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever it is. And, uh, that can tend to be a little overwhelming for some people. And this was something I was really passionate about, about bringing, uh, all of the, everything that I've learned over the years of selling gym memberships and, and personal training and talking with people about their barriers and, and the same thing, the coaches here on a daily basis of, you know, people, time constraints, money constraints, family constraints, all these different things. And they're based, you know, they come down to be excuses, which are legitimate at times, but they're real. It's real life. And that was what I wanted to create was something that didn't just say, okay, you guys say goodbye to those excuses. I wanted as like, let's create something that gives you the flexibility. Like if you can't work out on a Monday, no problem. You still got you still got the rest of the week. You still have four. So, and that's how we came upon four. It was, it was the, we went back and forth between four to five days and, and, um, even talked about three for a second. And, uh, it was like, let's do four. Four is a good number. Four is doable. Um, it does require a level of commitment with people, but not too much. And it gives you the flexibility. And then also based on your job, nurses work three, 12 hour shifts so they can work and they can still get these. So it was, it was very collaborative. I think it's one of the I'm only speaking for myself. I think it was, it, it was it, the, the, how good it is. It speaks to how on the same page everyone at the company was when we developed it, uh, when, when I was writing it, when we were testing it, when we filmed it. Um, I was really, really amped about the way we filmed it. It was, de- it was different than anything else before where I'm not doing the workouts and people were a little freaked out by that. They're like, oh my God, how come Joel's not doing 
the workouts. And I was like, well, this is not for me. This is for you. And so I really wanted to come at it from a personal training standpoint uh, because of the weightlifting aspect of it and make sure that people really get everything out of it. Um, it, yeah. So it wasn't just because I, I was trying to be lazy and didn't want to do the workouts. It was a matter of like, look, this is, I want this to feel like 32 personal training sessions, not just 32. Uh, a workout bit. I mean, cause there's the value in it right there too, uh, when it comes to the product. So yeah, it was just, it, it was a dream, dream program, dream team came together. And, and I, I feel pretty confident that we nailed it. I, I have to agree. I, you know, it came out last summer and yep. uh, one year ago. Uh, well, it came out in July, but, um, yeah, July 16th will be the, uh, anniversary of the VIP early access. So it, we're getting there. It did. And I find it still my go-to and, and, and I love that it's a program that you can hybrid with stuff. You did a hybrid mm-hmm. with Sean T and that when Sean T came out with his T20 workout, I was, I still wanted to do the lifting stuff. So I went back to the lifting format. I didn't necessarily follow the live or the, the trainer, but I, I followed your, your, you know, it's shoulders day. It's, you know, arms day, whatever it was. And so it was, it was perfect to do that and still, still feel engaged that way and still get the, the cardio effect with Sean. But, um, so you, is this, is this your, you know, the way you train? Because I'm going to say you and I met, uh, my wife, Hillary and I have met you a couple times at summits and you and I met at leadership right after, right after the announcement of combat. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've got still got our picture. And then a few years later, you're, you're with, you're with, you know, uh, about ready to do court of force or even the exclusive. And this guy has bulked up quite a bit. <laughs> I'm like, dang, he's hitting the weights. What is he doing? And so yeah. is, is that, is that the way you train? Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. So yeah, I definitely gained some, some muscle over the years and, um, you know, going into when we first came into Beachbody, when we did Les Mills pump, um, that was the, like, kind of like the pinnacle where I was teaching a lot of group exercise classes. And, um, I mean, when I say a lot of classes, I mean, 10, 10 to 20 classes a week. And there's, uh, definitely a level of, overtraining when it comes to teaching group exercises instructors, because number one, you have to practice, you know, people are like, okay, you teach your class, but a lot of times you're practicing on top of that. So, um, there was, I was at that point where I was teaching so much. I mean, yeah, I had muscle, but that was just, I mean, burning so many calories every single day. Um, and then in body pump, you're lifting lighter weight, you know, more repetition, lighter weight. So it was just a different type of body. I just had a different body type. Um, and I'm not, I you know, grew up naturally skinny already. So, I had some muscle onto that, but that was, that was just reflective of how I was training and how I was also, uh, I, was, I mean, not really focusing on my nutrition at all because I was, because I was burning so many, burning so many calories. I was like, you know, in my twenties and thanks to twenties metabolism as well. You're like, eh, I can do whatever I want. And I was, and, um, so yeah, then over the years when I stopped teaching and then I stopped teaching group exercise, I, you know, taught for 10 years and, my body was starting to hurt. I mean, you know, this is late twenties and I'm starting to get joint pain and knee pain and back pain and all this stuff. I was like, this is just, this is breaking down my body too fast. So I stopped teaching and then started focusing more on traditional weightlifting, which is three sets of 10 hypertrophy training. That's where that, that's where the 10 reps came from. That's where the three sets came from because that's just weightlifting one-on-one. And, uh, I got back into the weight room and just, and did that. That's all I did. I did three sets of 10 and worked through my, my, my reps and my weights and progressions and went from, um, yeah, I went from like 175 to 205 in a year. Um, 
not a lot of cardio involved on that one. So it was a fluffy 205. I will say that, but I was, I, you know, I, and so that you know, went from this side, this one in all the way up to here and then started to find my, my middle ground, which is where I, where I live now. Um, and you know, I walk around between anywhere between 185, 190 and, um, that's what I do. I lift, I lift four times a week, at least, sometimes five, depends on the week. And I still box and boxing has become definitely a passion of mine because it's, uh, I love keeping that speed and that agility and the cardio conditioning of it. So between weightlifting and boxing, that's my thing. And I walk around and yeah, I got a little bit more muscle now and I kind of like it. So I'm going to keep it. Oh, that's cool. I, I just had, um, I went through the, the core to force certification, uh, with, uh, I love the MMA stuff. And I've, I just had another friend, uh, lady on our team who just got her, her certification on there. She just goes, I just love feeling like a badass when I do that program. Yeah. So yeah, core to force. I mean, look, core to force is great. It's a, it, it, you know, the difference between core to force and boxing is, you know, core to force is the MMA program we we it's it's fully encompassing mma we train we we did a lot of research and trained with fighters and i got back down to the world like brazilian jiu-jitsu was rolling around and get my ass kicked on a daily basis and 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 that program is designed specifically how fighters train uh and we're very proud of that authenticity and we stick with that um you know the what i do i i don't do much of that anymore um just you know still residual back issues over the years and, and kicking and, and that type of stuff isn't always the best i can still do i just taught i just taught quarter force live 14 yesterday filmed that um you know so i can do the one-offs but from a long-term standpoint just on the way my body type is and based on my history um, I just enjoy boxing more i'm also upper body dominant that's also my my body type so um which it lends to boxing a little bit better too. So I got a little bit more power in my punches and, uh, and I just enjoy it. I love getting in the ring and sparring a little bit and, um, you know, punches. I like not having to think about the kicks coming at my head and just dodging the punches instead. Cause I've taken roundhouse shots to the head and it's not fun. So I'll stick with boxing oh. for now. <laughs> Something you can definitely count on and perhaps uh, hopefully see coming. Um, definitely. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. The, I, I, I totally forgot about the live format. Um, mm -hmm. but when I went in on, on some of the training, I'm like, oh, there's Joe, there's Jericho, you know, and, and Jericho, yeah. Jericho's husband is also. Yeah. Yusuf, uh, her husband is our format expert for the program. He's, he's been in the world of MMA for a long time as well and, uh, group exercise and whatnot. So, um, yeah, so he, he's our format expert and he's still doing the choreography for all the new rounds. They're both on vacation. So that's how I got stuck with the, uh, the solo film yesterday but uh it's fun i still enjoy it it's still it's still you know look it's 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 um it's our baby you know we have a court of force and then court of force live jericho and i we co-wrote we co-wrote court of force and we co-wrote uh, court of force live so it's and that was a big passion for us because of group exercise was it's, it's part of our blood it's part of our dna and we were able to we were really excited to create a program that went into group exercise and we went after all the things that we used to be frustrated with in group exercise and put, you know, got rid of all of that and, and put it into quarter force live. So still definitely part of our, uh, you know, our shared baby, so to speak. Oh, that's so cool. Um, I, I, I absolutely love it. It's, it's, it's just some fun things. And while I've only experienced a little bit of doing a live training in front of a group of people, um, it was a rush. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, why yeah. don't I do it more? But, um, just, I don't know. It's, it, I think it's the practice thing and taking the time to do it. Um, are there just not to switch topics a little bit, but a little bit when it comes to people and their excuses or people in their, uh, are there any top things that you 
constantly here and find that you're addressing and helping people through to whether it's having a breakthrough in their in, in their um, journey or just getting over certain hangups or obstacles, things like that? Yeah, I think the look right now, this day and age, the the number one thing that people like to do is go to social media for opinions, for facts, for uh, anything, which is, is scary because there's uh, social media has lended itself to nothing but opinions. And um, so there's a lot of preconceived notions about what fitness does. Um, there's oh, look, there's always been. There's always been fashion trends. There's always been fitness trends. There's always been diet trends. Uh, but now more than ever, it's even more so uh, available. That's why, you know, like trends pop up and then explode so quickly because everyone's on it. You know, obviously, like right now, intermittent fasting is, is a big one and people are just loving it. But there's so many different ways to do it. And when you get into this stuff, especially based on your body type, um, people are going off of what they see someone else doing and they do it versus doing the actual research themselves. And, um, so the point of me saying that is I get a lot of questions from people just saying, um, Hey, I heard about this or, you know, my friend says, I'm going to get bulky if I start lifting heavy weights. Is that true? Versus just if you Google it (laughs) in like the top hits on Google, you can read that it's not true. Uh, and so my advice to everyone is to always like do the research, man, and crack a book in which nowadays cracking a book means go to Google and Google it and not go to Instagram and not go to Facebook and don't, don't be going to social media to get opinions of things that influence and affect your body. I think that is just, that's where people are getting, they're getting messed up. And I, you know, I have the, uh, the Joel Freeman Fitness Facebook group page that I created years ago, just I think I created right after Quarter Force Live, and so we've got almost thirty thousand people in that thing now. And I just I just let people post, and I just kind of watch it and jump in every now and then. And but I'm watching what people post every single day, and they're like, "My left toe hurts. What should I do?" It's like go to the doctor. Um, you know, people are so quick to go to social media now for advice and everything. For you know, it's free advice, so I get it. But when it comes to your health and fitness, man, you gotta you've got to do the research and you have to trust the people who have put that time and effort into it. And so with that said, I'm like, okay, we put the time and effort into creating a program lift four that is all encompassing. that does work. Um, you know, so the questions I get like, well, do I need, you know, is it enough cardio? Do I need to add something onto it? I wouldn't create a program and then say, Oh, by the way, but you got to do this also. So, you know, it's those, that's a common sense thing in my book, but it's always not, you know, I understand the, the thought process behind it. So I think it really just comes down to like people, they got to just take some time and uh, do a little research for yourself. So, you know, for yourself versus uh, listening to other people's opinions and stuff. And that's, that's what I try to do is, is tell people say, look, if you've been doing something for a while and it's not working, then clearly something about it's not working for you. So it doesn't matter if it's a workout program, doesn't matter if it's a diet aspect of it. So it's like, okay, now you need to switch and change and make some tweaks and not be afraid to do it. And if you're like on the workout train, you're like, Hey, I'm I'm trying to do this program. It's seven days a week and I'm only able to get, you know, three or four days out of it. What do you think I should do? I think, you know what I'm going to tell you. And this to say, you need to change up what you're doing because it's clearly not working. Yeah. You bring up a good point. I I think even, you were at the gym in the gym world and 
you probably saw the typical guy like me walking in. I got the gym membership, got the low basic one, didn't want the trainer or anything, and guessed my way around the equipment and then would yeah. just you know waste a lot of time. I think that was the appeal to me with the home workout stuff. I just needed somebody to walk me through. And once I trusted the process, the results came. And so I, you know, I think when, when you can do the research or have uh, a, a mentor, that a proven mentor um, yeah. or, or a trainer, get you through that can be a big thing so that's why i'm glad, I'm glad you're part of the family it's really cool yeah um, thanks man and and look the, yeah it was like the gym world is is where i grew up in this industry and i still love it um you know i there's so much good out there in in having gyms around you and you know like but look people there's some people that are geographically isolated that don't have a gym close to them or uh they can't afford a gym membership you know like whatever those those reasons are but if you're going to a gym this not to ever say, um, and look, we've got enough people going around. Um, there's enough, there's enough people that need to get in shape to go around, to go to the gym and also still work at home. This is not a competition and it's also a convenience thing. I mean, like I've done the research and we, we, we did the numbers. We crunched the numbers in the gym world. The gym industry knows these numbers of how many times people check in on it on an average weekly basis. Um, and it's not as, I mean, no people think, Oh yeah, I go to the gym five times a week. Average check-ins are only three, usually between three and four days a week. And four is top because you have to think about that additional steps that need to be taken to actually get to the gym. You have to you know, get all your stuff together. You have to get in your car. You have to drive to the gym. You have to check in. You have to work out. Like, So there's a lot of extra steps, and that doesn't only work out, especially if you have children and, and, and other uh, influencing factors. So average check-ins are just as much of how many times people work out on average every single week anyway, which is some of the research that I use to create to get, that's how we got to the four days a week of saying, look, this is what is average. This is what is doable. And with that, this is what you can do to get the best possible results in these four days. So that's where that came from. Uh, just as FYI. And it's, um, you know, it's not to say take away from the gym world. It's not to say that one thing is better. And you know, I get coaches all the time, like, well, what, do you, what would you say to, you know, how do you get someone who's working out at the gym to, to want to work out at home? I'm like, I wouldn't. I'm not going to waste my breath. I'm not like, they're already working out. They're happy. If it's working for them, great. Now, if they come to me and say, I can't get to the gym, what can I do? Then we'll have that conversation. But considering 80%, we're still having the same conversations. 80% of the population is sitting on their ass at home right now. Those are the people we should be going after, not the people who are already exercising. So I know that feels like low hanging fruit, but we got to go after the barriers uh, and the people who have the, those excuses first. I agree. And uh, I'm in an apartment now, so doing plyo anything uh, doesn't make the neighbors downstairs too well. But we have an incredible gym downstairs, and I find mm-hmm. taking and streaming the workouts. I still take my trainer with me, um, and, and can do that over in the corner. Um, yeah, they have a little a, a huge TV and a group fitness room that rarely anybody uses, and I use Chromecast and pop it up there, and and, and it works. Really yeah, well. like technology. People need to be taking more advantage of technology to do that stuff and um, get past the stigma that that is that it's embarrassing or, to, or you know doing that and uh it's cool i love getting messages from people who say they you know they they download their bod work actually you, know, you can download it ahead of time and they took it to the gym and then they actually had someone come up to them being like hey what are you doing because i tell you what like when you walk into a gym and you do a lift four workout and you get in and out in 37 minutes and you're smashed and then you keep doing it and you start seeing results and the people who are there for two hours every day because they do 10 reps and they check their phone and Instagram for an hour and they do another 10 reps. Like you're going to get way more results way faster than they ever will. And they're going to notice people are going to notice that. And so, 
Um, I tell coaches, okay, that's actually not a bad business opportunity is to go in there and because people are going to ask what's going on. But like, yeah, you, you got to use technology, like use technology to your advantage now. Like we don't do DVDs anymore for a reason because it's not, besides uh, not even cost effective. We just, you can't take it, like you can't take that big flip up DVD player to a gym. No one's going to do that, but you can take this sucker to the gym mm -hmm. and just set it up in the corner and there you go, man. Just like you're talking about, Perry. It's 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 that easy, and people need to be taking advantage of it more. It it works really well, and, and even if you if the phone's too small, you know what? The phone's big enough to get the idea of what the move is, <laughs> and and to hear it's the trainer. Enough. Yeah, sorry, it's, it's big enough, and it's also that's one of the other reasons too mm -hmm. that I we filmed it the way we did, um, where it is all coaching. Um, in lift four and you could in theory, uh, we call it, um, you know, blind, we, we call it blind coaching to where the idea is to be able to coach through a move well enough to be able to do it without actually seeing the breakdown of it, to watch the video. And this is something that we've, you know, practice and we come in into the workouts and always kind of think about like saying, okay, am I, am I coaching this well enough to where if someone can't see this, because that is reality as well. Um, we want to, you know, we try to go after everyone. Uh, so if someone is blind and they can't see this, can they still do these moves? And that's, um, that was, so you, in theory, you could technically just listen to the workout and still be able to get a pretty good, safe, effective workout out of it. Ah, that's cool. Yeah. There's a few of our trainers that really do well at that. I hadn't, I didn't know there's a special term for it, but I love it. Shalene Johnson's yeah. really good at that too. Um, so, some, uh, let's see, do you do it outside of the fitness world? I know we're all talking about fitness here, but right. what do you love to do? I obviously travel. Uh, yeah, we, you know, we've been traveling a bit, which has been great. Uh, wifey and I bought a house last year, late last year. You're recently so married, been, like within the past couple of years. Yeah. We're going to uh, see, we'll see September. September is what? Three years, babe. Yeah. Sounds right. Uh, um, three years. Congrats. Huh? Just making sure. Um, so yeah, three years in September, we've been married and then we bought a house, uh, at the end of, so we moved in, um, end of last year into a house. And so it's been fun. Uh, it, like, and I doing construction, my father's a carpenter, so it's been fun to like find projects and you know, like, you know, break things and fix them again. And, and it is an older house, so, you know, like it was renovated, but you still find those things. And, and so that's been fun. So we're redoing the front and the backyards right now. That's a headache, but it's, we're excited about that. And then yeah, it's just, um, what else do I do? I like to golf. I like to box. I mean, box is, boxing is definitely, a, getting back into that has been a lot of fun. So that's definitely a passion of mine. And then, um, I don't know, somehow the days just fill up, man. <laughs> and like, you're like, by the time you wake up, you have breakfast, you get your workout in, you answer a bunch of emails. I'm on social media so much. I mean, that is where I live. And that's because that's where I can connect with people on a daily basis. And so that's where I make sure I spend uh, a, a lot of my daily time answering messages and just, just engaging people. Just, I mean, a like goes so far, um, in the world of social media right now. So I definitely try I don't have a, anybody doing it for me. I don't have a bot. I don't have any, any auto like or anything like that. It's, it's so if you get a like from me, it's I'm, I'm on it right now, man, like I'm blowing the phone up and killing it. So that's what I do. And then, um, yeah, we try it. We're starting to try to travel a little bit more and go check out things that we've always wanted to do and hang out with the, my boys and, just cruising, man. That's cool. Well, that's a lot of fun. I mean, that's uh, keep, keeps life uh, the spice in life, 
And uh, yeah, I catch your travels. Well, I catch your social media stuff all the time too. So anyway, <laughs> um, I've got a few. If, if you're if you're still open to to answer yep. a few questions, um, I had some people. I said I'm. I've got Joel that's coming on the podcast. What questions do you have? So I, I'm gonna okay. I'm just gonna read a couple to you. And some of them you probably right. already alluded, alluded to. But okay, this one's from my buddy Martin. My big question would be for the runners out there. How to get that six pack, but also put on uh, put on some weight. I burn so much, so many calories with the running. Almost look sick when I'm done training for a marathon. To find that <laughs> balance where you're where you're gaining but looking good while you're doing it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's a challenge. I tell you what, runners, uh, that is a challenge. Um, that's kind of like that. That kind of goes back to what I was talking about when I was teaching so many group exercise classes. Look, you're just a calorie burning machine at that point. Uh, you're also um, from a muscular training perspective, you know, not a lot of runners do, not a lot of runners do a lot of weightlifting. Um, and, and for several reasons, number one, just from overtraining, you know, fear of overtraining. Number two, um, just because they're also trying to train their muscles into a certain, to do certain things. So it's a different type of muscle fiber as well between type one and type two. Um, but the, what I tell people who are running, you should be lifting because muscles, look, muscles, Muscles make us move. That's that's the reality of it. Everything that we do right now, this is all because the muscles. It has nothing to do. Like our bones create our structure. The joints and the tendons hold it all together, and the muscles create the movement. That's It's that simple. And, um, yeah, unless you're trying to be you know, the fastest marathon runner on the planet uh, or an endurance athlete, which, you know, you've seen those guys on TV. They're, they're rail thin, and they, they could run for, for years, <laughs> it feels like which I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I don't run. So if I run for a 30 seconds, I'm out of breath. So, um, it's a different style of training, but if you're in the middle of the, if you're in the middle of the road, I truly think that lift force still works for you. Um, because there's so many proven benefits from the weightlifting component of the three sets of 10, the hypertrophy training. So you're going to get a little bit of muscle growth and build. Uh, but then when we go into the hit aspect of it, the high intensity interval train, there's so much research behind what that does for your oxygen consumption, your, your heart, uh, it makes your heart work better for lack of a better way of saying it. Um, there's just so many benefits to, to hit training. And, uh, even in the lift four program itself, uh, Samara, uh, Sam, the little, the little blonde mom, she's a runner. And just in doing lift four, she shaved off time, uh, from her runs because, and she never, she's like, Oh my God, I never realized like how important it was to do to weight train and the programming itself. If you're, you know, usually runners run three times a week on average, I believe. And, you know, every other week ish could be wrong, but every week or every other week you run, you know, your, your longer runs 12 to 13 miles. So I tell people, look, just move the calendar around. So if you're running on Saturday, that just means you don't, don't do a leg day on Friday, you know, move it earlier in the week, kind of, you know, use your common sense on this, but I it, like for four days a week training, you got to do it. And, uh, I think you're going to get, I think you're going to see some really surprising results if you do it. Good advice. I'm not a runner either, but you know, so I'm I'm a triple bear awesome. guy. Now. Okay, good on not good really. on you guys for for everyone that runs. My father used to run. He ran he ran the LA Marathon a few times. I tried to do it. I tried to train one time. I got like a mile five. I'm like, this sucks. I'm done. <laughs> I gotcha, man. Okay, this one comes from yeah. Debbie. Shout out to you, Debbie. Um, I've been seeing and hearing more and more that as we age, heavy cardio isn't as effective as it was when we were younger. What will your workouts look like in your 50s, 60s, and 70s? Heavy cardio. Um, 
what will my workouts look like when I put these in? Honestly, the way they look now um, is like that's that's the short answer to it. Yeah. So the thing to remember as you age, um, as you continue to age, weightlifting becomes more important than it was when you're in your 20s and 30s. Like again, we're, we're talking about like you always said earlier in your 20s, you can get away with everything. It feels like you could, you know, and I think about it, like you eat an entire pizza and you still lose weight. Um, you know, your metabolism is, is just rocking at that point. But as you age, and it doesn't matter if you're, you're male or female, as you age, look, the metabolism, your metabolism slows down, things slow down. Your body begins to, uh, if you don't lift weights, your body, your muscles begin to atrophy. You know, we're fighting gravity every single day. There's just so much behind it. And that again goes into, so like, yeah, that's, that's kind of one of the reasons why yeah, you in, is your body's aging, you don't want to go heavy cardio and high impact as much. But if you're doing weight lifting, that's especially for women with osteoporosis prevention, it just becomes more and more apparent. And that's the thing is if you do it now, um, and that's why I'm doing this now, and that's why I'm continuing to, and so definitely, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now, I see myself doing the exact same thing I'm doing right now because it's holding me together and it's keeping my metabolism running. And it's, this and it's it's not beating up my body and i think that's the big thing because i did for 10 years i beat up my body in in terms of overtraining and just teaching too much and doing too much at one time and i i have you know i'm still have to do you know shots for nerve damage in my back and things like that because of that so now i train i train smart i train for longevity and that's that's the lift force style of training and, and the boxing stuff is is, is, is very low impact. It's not high impact workout. Boxing is, is transverse plane of movement. That's rotational plane of movement. That's strengthening my core every single time I do it. So that's why I train the way I do because I'm going for long term uh, versus like fit now, pain later. I'm just going for fit forever. Uh, way to plan for Ooh, that was good. Way I like that way hashtag. Way to plan hashtag. for the future. What's, what's our hashtag? <laughs> our hashtag is let's tell her last hashtag. Day. Yeah. Write it down, people. Write it down. Um, yeah, they're really cool. You, you just, you know, I'm thinking lift for core to force hybrid of some sort. There's probably some, some, some somebody's invented a calendar out there, I'm sure. Um, all yeah, right. I mean, some of the calendars I've done has has the core to force workouts in there. Uh, and it's it's pretty simple. People ask, like, you know, there's not an official one, but it's pretty simple. If you do, if you're doing lift four four days a week and you've got three rest days and you want to get like a six day a week out of it, then you just take the MMAs. And you just throw an MMA workout on those other days. So you're basically getting your four days. And then you don't have to do a a full body. You don't have to do a leg hit. You can just bring in a weight lifting every single week. You know, pick your weeks. uh, And then just get your, uh, get that little extra cardio bump and transverse plane of moving that core control movement uh, in quarter force two days a week. It's it's that that easy. That may be my lead into summit. Um, Because I'm, this week is week eight with uh finishing week eight of hit of lift four. Go. So, okay. Go. Uh, let's see. What is Jennifer for those who don't have access to heavier weights? Will that affect our weight muscle gain by continuing rounds? For example, all I have is 10 pound weights and my resistance bands for the time being. Yeah, it's not going to, it's not going to affect you adversely. If you don't have heavier weights, that definitely is a challenge for people who work out at home. Um, from a space standpoint, from a, from a, price standpoint we weights are expensive and um you know so there's a couple of things with that yeah the resistance bands uh they do work they don't replace weights by any means but they can help you still get a good resistance workout out of it so the thing to remember is is no it won't affect you adversely but you're not going to see 
really much more increase past that in terms of your strength because the only way to increase your strength is to challenge your muscles and to lift heavier. So you're not that you'll plateau as long as your nutrition is in check. You won't necessarily plateau and you won't like you, you won't not get more uh, you won't get fitter or not get fitter if there's a double negative there. Uh, but it's just it's it's about really trying to challenge yourself and and I would do everything I can to try to find a way to get heavier weights into your life. Um, you know, if, if you're in an area where you don't have a gym close to you, because, you know, the thing is, too, if you have a gym area, if you have a gym, it doesn't matter, like, what, how nice it is, what equipment they have, if they, every gym has dumbbells. So, even if it's, you know, like, Planet Fitness is 10 bucks a month, if there's a Planet Fitness close to you, just go join it, and then go stream it, and go do your workout in the corner, like, there's those stretching areas that you can do it, I mean, there's just so many ways around it, um, and then, you know, Amazon makes everything possible these days as well, so, uh, you know, look at the option of like the power blocks, the select techs that, um, you know, there's a little bit of a cost at, at up front with that to buy them. Um, but then you have a nice weight selection all the way up to 50 pounds and the ten nineties go up to 90 pounds. So you can still do that. And so I would just be a little, try to be a little creative and, and plan ahead and try to get some heavier weights in your life. Good tip. We just bought our third set of select techs cause ours didn't get moved here from Boise. So yeah, it's nice. I get down to the gym, great selection, but boy, you can't beat just having it right there. So, and, yeah. and Jennifer is like in totally rocking shape. So, um, like awesome. where are you going to take things with that question? But anyway, all right. So my, my friend Kirsty from the UK, um, it's like, is Joel already brainstorming anything for lift for two? <laughs> I'm always brainstorming. Uh, and we're always working on stuff. The look, I can tell you right now, there's probably not going to be a lift for part two, uh, sequels and, and whatnot. You have to think of it from, uh, you know, look, it's a company, it's a business. You got to think of it from a monetary standpoint. And, uh, that's not necessarily what's going to sell new stuff. Um, it'll make everyone who's already doing lift for happy, obviously, but the idea is to keep creating, continue creating programming that will get, will hopefully draw in more and more new people. Um, that's, you know, that's, that's the object of everything we create. Again, it's not about, um, like when I did lift four, I didn't write lift four for, with the mindset of people who are already working out. You guys are already working out good for you. I know you, you know, we know you're going to do the program. It's for the P it's for that 80% of the population that aren't to have those excuses. Those are who we're going after. So any program moving forward, that's going to be the same mentality that I have of saying, okay, I'm creating this program because, okay, that didn't work. That didn't work. Maybe this will work. And that's, that's what this is. So, um, you know, never say never, but that's where it stands right now. And anything moving forward is going to be saying, okay, cool. Live forward it. You live for you weren't really into. What about this? Maybe you're into this and maybe you're into this. And then maybe that'll morph into like, okay, maybe then that will be uh, someone, you know, then they'll try to live for. Um, so I just tell people like right now, it's like, look, just keep spreading the message of it and the flexibility, the real, the realistic, how realistic this program is, is how you're going to get people into it to try it to maybe then stick with it. And then that will morph into something else. Yeah. I, I love, I love that. There's, Many, many onboarding programs that lead to big things. I, I'm surprised at some of the people that, um, you know, just got started on you know, a basic program of some sort. 
they ramped up their their skills and now they've gone on to do big things whether it's running marathons or 10k or rock climbing or uh my friend got on ski patrol uh because she was just too much weight for skiing for many years to um just other possibilities so you know keep pushing forward people because you don't know where things are going to go um all right yeah. I, I just have a couple couple others um my, my friend barb if you're are you okay with time uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, make make it sure. Um, so my, my friend Barb said, "What what would you recommend to someone who's really trying to build muscle, but just can't see any progress?" These are just uh, just not lifting heavy enough. Okay. <laughs> that's I mean that's to be honest with you. Like like uh, building muscle is not as complicated as it is everyone makes it out to be. Just like um, I I like to oversimplify things um, because I do believe there's a lot of things out there that are overly complicated. And when it comes to building muscle, look, muscle grows or it shrinks. That's it. It doesn't bulk. Like there's no, there's nothing else to it. Like, so it grows or it shrinks. And the only way to grow it is to challenge, uh, your muscle fibers and make them work harder. So weightlifting, when you lift weights heavier than your body's used to, it challenges your muscles, breaks them down. And then when they are regenerating, growing, they grow back stronger. And that's, that's building muscle. That's it. Uh, and then you have to feed your muscles. So there's also comes down to the fact of giving <laughs> excuse me, your body the protein that it needs, the fuel that it needs, which is protein. Protein is, the, is, muscle build, is the synthesis to build muscle. You have to have it. Uh, and a lot of people are not getting the protein that they need into their bodies. Minimum 30% of protein uh, of your daily macros to give your muscles what it needs. So it really is that simple. You got to lift heavier and you got to give your body protein. Cool. I really believe that uh, that that is that simple. Okay, and that that was from Barb and Abby. Um, Abby had a similar question, so that that leads me into: is there, you know, is it more protein within your eating, or you know, I know we, there, you know, people take pre and post workout supplements, nighttime supplement stuff. Does yeah. that have a big impact in your opinion with muscle development, muscle growth? Well, it's, it's just another piece of the puzzle. Um, and, and the way, you know, so like post-work, you know, recover. Yeah. So I do, I do recover. I do recharge at night. Um, I just, and that goes towards my total daily protein intake. Um, it is challenging, you know, there's, so if you're going off your macros, which most look, most nutrition plans, live for nutrition plan is, is based on, on, on balanced macros. The most, every, every nutrient, almost every nutrition plan in a beat in the beach bike, program library is based on balanced macros. It just is unless you start messing with the carbs and stuff, which we kind of did in quarter four. So I think shift shop did it a little bit too, but the nutrition, even the, the, the portion fix containers are based on that too. So it's not, it's not new. It's, it's just not talked about as much. Um, and the, with the protein intake though, 30% of 30% of your daily macros of protein is a lot. And it's not normally, you normally can't get that much from your just your food intake alone. That's why, and it's just same thing. That's like, that's why they're called supplements because you need to supplement your diet to get these added uh, nutrients, whether, you know, whether it be Shakeology to get all the other stuff that comes with it. Um, but you know, Shakeology is not a protein shake. It's a dense nutrition shake. It has all the other things, but recover and recharge are specifically protein related uh, drinks. So yeah, and it's just another piece on the puzzle. That's why I do it because if I didn't take those, then I know I'm not getting enough protein that I need on a daily basis. Number one, to sustain the muscle I have. And number two, to continue to build muscle that I'm going for. Um, so that's, that's a huge piece of the puzzle. You can lift as heavy as you want, but if you're not feeding your muscles, it's not going to happen. But it does come back to 
again, making sure that you're challenging yourself with the weights as well. And I see, you know, I see so many people post videos because I get tagged them every single day and they're, you know, you're lifting your smaller weights, which is different if we, what we just talked about, that's all you have. That's all you have is 10 weights. That's fine. But I'm seeing people lift weights that like, you guys, your children weigh more than this. Like you got to challenge yourself. Your shoes weigh more than some of these dumbbells that you're, you're lifting. So you can't be afraid of it. And as long as you're doing it safely and effectively, it will work, but you got it. It, it, it's those two things, heavy weights and the protein aspect of it to get, to get the results. I think sometimes it's a mindset, um, you know, Oh, I've got a, a, a tw- you know, I, I might risk injury or, you know, it's some, sometimes I, I've seen at least some of the people I've coached has been that I've got one last question from Michelle. Yeah. Maybe we've yeah. already. And so, sorry, Perry. And it's also based on the fact that a lot of people are comparing what they did in a previous program, uh-huh. weight related to, this program, you have to remember that every program is different. So if you're doing a specific exercise, um, I mean, let's be, you know, be clear and, and, and honest. Like, so 80 day obsession for what is this phenomenal program. What autumn put together is great, but you're doing multi compounded movements. So you have to go lighter. So if you're doing a curtsy lunge into an overhead press or whatever, these things, of course you have to go lighter. Live for is basic weightlifting, one-on-one hypertrophy training, where you do a shoulder press, that's all you do. So we're going right after those muscles. So that enables, it's a different style of training and enables you to go heavier. So you never, you really want to be careful of comparing what you did in this program to what you can do in this, in another program, because it's totally different. Fantastic. Fantastic tip. That was worth the price of entry right there. Um, okay. Michelle, one last question here, and then I'm going to turn you loose to go in. Re, re, breakfast re, reconstruct your house breakfast, or whatever oh, breakfast okay yeah um i'm looking to drop 25 pounds and i feel it's my nutrition that is messing me up any suggestions on the best nutrition to help me reach my goal of losing weight while lifting weights doing lift four to be exact that's michelle you gotta you gotta cut the crap it's that simple i mean look if you want there are certain things, uh, again, I'd like to oversimplify nutrition as well. And, um, you know, with the live for nutrition plan, we did, we did what we called it a cheat day. Um, and that's how I live my life. And that's, but that's also developing, that's based on consistent training, consistent living. So I really do believe if you, if you behave for six days a week, and you cut the crap for six days and you really work on getting your protein and balance your macros and eating well and, and, and working out. And then that one day you let the, you loosen the reins doesn't mean go absolutely crazy and just eat everything all day. But if you loosen the reins a little bit, then yes, you will see results. And that that's based on consistency and long-term. If you have a specific goal, and this goes into like anytime I ever do a diet bed or anything like that, if you have a specific goal if it, and you're doing, okay, at eight weeks, I want to do this. And, or if, I want to lose 25 pounds, then you have, there has to be a reciprocal of saying, I want to lose 25 pounds. So this is what I have to do. And that means cut the shit. You have to stop eating. So the 80, 20 rule doesn't apply here. The 90, 10 rule, whatever it is, that doesn't apply when you have a specific goal that you're going for because then it's counteracting. Now for me, I don't have a specific goal right now, except for I want to maintain what I have and enjoy my life and stay fit. So I can do my six in one. I can have my bourbon and my burgers. I had great, fantastic cheeseburger last night. It was awesome. Um, but that's because that's where I'm at right now. I mean, like my, 
almost like my maintenance. And, you know, even if there's like five to 10 pounds, which I never even, I never get on the scale, but if I'm like, okay, I'm getting a little fluffy around the midsection, then I know what I got to do. It's not a mystery. So I think if, if you're, if you're on that and you're saying, I want to do this, which is, I want to lose 25 pounds. The next part of the, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, uh, that's not the period of the sentence. It has to be a comma. I want to lose 25 pounds. So I'm going to do this. And you have to be realistic in that. So that's my tip is be honest and real with yourself and understand that uh, the 90, 10, the 80, 20, whatever you're living, the six and one, that won't apply if you're going for a specific goal right now. Once you hit that goal, then you can bring it back. But you also uh, just have to remember too of finding what is sustainable long-term. So you don't want to kill yourself to lose 25 pounds because in the minute you do that, then you go right back and, and gain possibly 30. So we don't want to yo-yo back and forth. You want to find something that will consistently get you there and then help you keep it long-term. It comes across in um, a book I'm reading, uh, Atomic Habits. I don't know if you've read that, but um, the guy saying, who do I need to become? Who do I need to think like moving forward so I can achieve those results? You know, will, will the, will a healthy person make this choice? You know, will will a fit person that I'm looking to become make these choices along the way? And you've got to question yourself and really, really do that. So very cool. Yeah. I mean, look, there's things that I know that if I want, if I want to be super shredded, I can't eat that cheeseburger last night. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's just the reality of it. But I, I like cheeseburgers and I like bourbon and I like beer. And so I find this is my middle where I still, okay, I'm still fit, still feel good about myself. I still feel good and naked. My wife still likes me. So that's my middle ground. And, you know, but if I want to be the super shredded six pack, I know what I have to do, but that's my choice because it, it takes out the things that I enjoy. That's awesome. Joel, you have give, given this uh, this show a lot, so many tips and it's really great to hear your story. And uh, so happy that you're, you're, uh, one of our super trainers can't wait to work out with you again at Summit. I've, I've worked out with you several times there. was toward the front, front row last year, and then you were here in Minneapolis just the week after. Yeah. So that was really, really awesome there. Yeah, but, so yeah, glad to have you there. I got to come back where, up there during people... the summer, man. It was gorgeous up there. Oh, yeah. Where, where can people find you again? Joel Freeman Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, I'm always posting about, uh, like, I always have the links to where I'm going for the next super weekends in the uh, the bio, in the link tree in my bio and Instagram. So I'm going to head back up to uh, Canada after Summit. Um, I think it's Quebec City, closer to Montreal, but it's Quebec City. And then Dallas, that's at the end. But, yeah, we hit, then we hit Summit. Um, yeah, it's less than a month away, man. It's going to be awesome. The workout's going to be a lot of fun. Um Hopefully, you know, coming out of this without food poisoning this time, and and we'll have a good time. Yikes! That's well, that doesn't sound. <laughs> yeah, here's to, to better days on that one. All right, Joel, thanks so much. You have yourself a great day. Hi to your wife there, and we'll see you on social and at Summit. All right, thanks, Barry, man. Bye. Wasn't that awesome? Uh, so so glad to have him here. I'm gonna have to go back and watch this a couple times or listen to it a few times uh, because Joel just shared so amazing tips and ideas and things that I think a lot of us were over overcomplicating a lot of things and it really boils down to just keeping things simple um, finding out what works for you and you know doing some really basic daily habits and speaking of daily habits download my free cheat sheet at morningsuccesshabits.com 14 great habits to to get you focused fired up product uh, increase your productivity 
each and every day. That's morningsuccesshabits.com. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's podcast. It was just super great. Hope you can get this podcast in your podcast app. Maybe go on and uh, give an honest rating or review. That would help us reach more people. You absolutely rock, my friend. And as always, remember, it's It's never never too too late. late. We'll see you next week.